Isaiah Mosley's box score isn't going to blow anyone's mind, but I really thought the young man was a big part of an important Missouri basketball victory last night. So let's talk about that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen, and thanks for sending a friend to LockedOnMizzou.com, where you can find the links to YouTube, Apple, Spotify, everything you can possibly imagine, and yes, even ad-free over at Amazon Music. And I tell you, the difference between three and three in the conference and two and four is obviously quite literally one game, but it sure feels like a heck of a lot more than that for Missouri after last night. If Missouri would have fallen to two and four in the conference, they'd be, well, looking at the bottom of the basement of the conference pretty darn close. And that's not where anybody wants to be, but at three and three, Heck, you're right in there just below the top tier of teams, right in the thick of things. And really, about 500 in the league is where Missouri kind of hopes to be at the end of this, I would say, realistically. Obviously, you hope you win the rest of your games. But realistically, if you're sitting there at 500, this is an NCAA tournament-bound team, in my humble opinion. And one thing that was interesting yesterday is I've harped on how the last few games, it seems like Missouri is fading a bit, especially on the road. Well, at home yesterday at Mizzou Arena, it was the exact opposite. Missouri started the game horribly. They started the second half very slowly as well. But in particular, man, the first 12 minutes for Missouri was about as bad as it's going to get offensively. Thankfully, Aiden Shaw and Mohamed Diara knocked down knocked down three three pointers early in that game. I don't think anybody expected to be saying that sentence, but that's exactly what happened. And I will say Diara looked much more comfortable, I thought, in his minutes. Now of course in in a combined twenty minutes, Shaw and Diara managed to to commit seven fouls in the game. So somewhere I'm sure Jeremiah Tillman is smiling at that particular statistic. So Obviously, Diara still needs to learn how to avoid fouling for sure. He's a foul machine right now, but I like the way he moves. Obviously, if he can knock down a shot from the corner, that's a big plus for sure. So be interesting to see how many minutes, if any, he gets now that Aiden Shaw is back and, of course, Noah Carter, who was in COVID-19 protocols out for this game. Well, be interesting to see how many minutes, if any, Mohamed Diara gets in the next ball game for sure, but... Interesting to see a guy who hasn't played very much actually have some pretty productive minutes, I thought, yesterday for the most part. Now, speaking of somebody who hasn't played for a while, well, it's been about a month since we've seen Isaiah Mosley on the basketball court, and man, what a huge ovation he got when he checked in about four minutes into the ball game, and thankfully, it seemed like Missouri fans were so excited to see him, it seemed like they were going to cheer every time he touched the ball there for a possession or two. Thankfully, that calmed down a little bit. The guy has enough enough pressure on him anyway, but you know, I thought in, obviously, his box score, nothing to write home about. He wasn't particularly efficient from the field or anything, 0 for 4 from downtown, but 
I, I I liked the shots he took. I liked that he was aggressive. A couple of those threes were in and out, I thought. And, you know, he's just got to get out there and get comfortable. And I thought if you can get him out there, get him 19 minutes, let him take some shots, let him be a little aggressive. You know, I thought his defense was surprisingly effective. I thought he added to the game defensively yesterday, taking a charge, getting a steal or two. I thought Mosley was effective on that end of the court. But obviously, while efficiency-wise, you look at like his offensive rating yesterday, just his you know percentage from the floor, nothing, nothing's going to blow you away there. But again, you just watch the guy play. He, he just has it. He just does. He's got the ball handling, the feel, the hesitation, the... The, the ability to change speeds. The guy just has the feel for basketball. A beautiful finish to the half for him. A really nice sequence where he makes a left-hander. Big basket for Missouri. I, I just think, number one, just to have another guard out there, I think helped Missouri finish that game strongly. Even though Missouri didn't finish with Mosley on the court, in fact, they finished with four guards and Kobe Brown. Well, that gave Missouri a chance to finish the game strong, in my opinion. That meant that DeAndre Golston, for instance, didn't have to play 35 to 37 minutes. He only played 29 hard minutes instead, and, well, I thought he was probably the difference in the game down the stretch, along with Sean East as well. So to me, Mosley, while he didn't play a ton down the stretch, box score isn't going to blow anybody's mind, I thought – he was exactly what Missouri needed, just another guy out there who can create offense and just eat up a bunch of minutes in the backcourt. Now, it wasn't all great for the Missouri guards, clearly. If you take away those three makes by Mohamed Diara and Aiden Shaw, well, the rest of the Missouri three-point shooters went 2 of 17 from downtown, including 0 for 5 from Des Moines Hodge as his, as his slump continues. The good news is Hodge made a difference defensively, I thought, in this ball game. He's a good defender. He's going to play hard for you, regardless if that shot's going down or not. And I've just got to think eventually he's going to start making some three-pointers once again. I'm not terribly worried about Hodge at this point. I think he's going to come out of it. And well, when he does, hopefully it'll be this Saturday against Alabama, because certainly the Crimson Tide are looking really, really tough right now. That's going to be a tough game for Missouri at home, all the more important of a reason for the Tigers to take this one against Arkansas. Obviously, Arkansas was desperate for a victory as well, so to sneak this one out, well, really important. And I'll take it how I can get it, by the way, because I wouldn't exactly say the second half of that basketball game was, I don't know, exactly the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life, and that's no offense really to either team. It was just more the officiating. I mean, my goodness. The amount of fouls that were called in the second half in particular were, were just it was just obnoxious, quite honestly. And again, I'm not gonna say that Missouri didn't get the benefit of the doubt because, well, once again, I think the home team, we've seen it basically every Missouri game, in my opinion. Whoever the home team is is getting the benefit of the doubt with the whistle. There's no doubt about that. I think you saw it yesterday. Missouri shot forty free throws, four zero. Holy Toledo. That is a massive massive amount of free throws. Tigers made 30 of them. Hogs 23 of 26 from the line themselves, but obviously huge difference in the basketball game right there alone. And coming up, folks, I got a couple conflicts 
I hope I want you all to help me resolve. One of them involves Kobe Brown and Isaiah Mosley, and another, well, it involves our Missouri Tigers and my Kansas City Chiefs. So let's work this one out therapy style. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. And of course, this weekend, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs now up to minus nine point favorites over the Jags. I think I would lean Chiefs here. I really do. I know they've let teams hang around. Well, this isn't the regular season anymore. And I think, well, Jacksonville acted like they won the Super Bowl last week. Always bet against that type of team. Seems like the Giants aren't getting enough credit, plus seven and a half. Not sure I trust Jalen Hurts' shoulder yet. Also, the Bills, five and a half point underdogs. I'd be worried about taking either side there. Let's stay away. Not really sure what to think about that Bills, or excuse me, that Bengals offensive line. But who, you know, I do like, I like San Francisco minus three and a half over the Cowboys. Give me that one for sure. But no matter what your takes are, find every game, basketball, football, golf, hockey, martial arts, soccer, tennis, the whole deal. Yes, you're a huge Novak Djokovic fan. I can feel it. Well, if you are, put some money down on him or whatever else you're into over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. The big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. That's Locked On College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get finer audio podcasts. And it should be a fine Saturday for us who are Missouri football, Missouri basketball fans and, of course, Kansas City Chiefs fans. I expect the Chiefs to win, I got to say. I just don't think the Jaguars are going to do it two weeks in a row. I just can't, just can't imagine that's going to be the case. But it sure would be nice considering the Chiefs are starting at 3.30. The Tigers play against the Crimson Tide at 5 p.m. just an hour and a half later. Boy, if the Chiefs could get up like 21 to nothing by the time I start heading north on on Providence, that that sure would be nice for this here podcaster. Because I got to say, what in the world am I supposed to pick here? I can't miss a Missouri Tigers home game against a top five team. Not Not when you have a fun Missouri basketball team that is likely headed toward the NCAA tournament, at least at this moment. I'm not going to miss that game. On the other hand, this is the worst case scenario. It'd be one thing if the Chiefs started in the middle of the Tigers game, but no, now that's the other way around, well, I'm going to be losing my mind if that Jaguars-Chiefs game comes down to crunch time during the Missouri game. This is a disaster scenario. Do I have to watch the game on my phone? Do I have to be a big baller and, and rent a suite for this particular game? Not usually my kind of move. I'm not really a sweet guy. I got to be honest. So I don't know. What should I do? You guys got to help me out at Locked on Mizzou on social media. Heck, email me too if you still do that kind of thing. Locked on Mizzou at gmail.com. But the other conflict that I have been thinking about endlessly for the last few hours, because that's the kind of interesting human being that I am, is on a switch. I noticed this yesterday. 
Kobe Brown set a high screen for Isaiah Mosley. Arkansas switches it, and well, they have a little guy on Kobe Brown and a big guy now on Isaiah Mosley. So what does Missouri do? They throw the ball into Kobe Brown to post up. Hey, not a bad, not a bad matchup, right? I will certainly take that. But at the same time, I think there's a good argument to be made that actually I would rather have Isaiah Mosley taking a big guy off of the dribble than I would the other way around. And one big reason for that, honestly, is the way the game is officiated these days. If you want to get Kobe Brown an offensive foul, well, one good way to do it is have him back down a guard. Because if those guards, if he gets his butt into that guy's in his midsection, all the guard has to do is fall over, and it's basically an automatic offensive foul. Whereas, on the other hand, it's the exact opposite. When you've got a big guy isolated on the perimeter, well, they don't really get the benefit of the doubt on hand-checking, on bumping the guy off the dribble. All Isaiah Mosley really has to do is just get his shoulders past his shoulders, and suddenly the big guy is basically forced to foul at that point. So to me, actually... I'd be interested to hear your all's opinion once again over at Locked On Mizzou anywhere on social media. If you have that option, which would you rather have? The big guy, in this case, Kobe Brown, with a mouse in the house, a, a smaller player against him in the post, or would you rather have a guy, the good ball handler, the good playmaker like Isaiah Mosley, using his advantage against a big guy out on the perimeter? I'm leaning toward the latter. Ultimately, when it comes to yesterday's basketball game against Arkansas, I really thought that Missouri's experience really helped it win the day, especially down 10 points with about five minutes left. You know, most teams, especially, hey, you've lost a couple in a row, the crowd's getting a little nervous. You know, a lot of teams would have just folded there. But even though these guys only have, say, about a half season's worth of experience collectively together, I think their sort of collective experience playing college basketball for so many years, a lot of these guys are fourth and fifth year players in the case of DeAndre Golston, for instance. You know, even Isaiah Mosley's a fourth year player. He hasn't played a whole lot this season, but he has a ton of experience too. I just thought that really showed at the end of the game. It really did. Arkansas plays a lot more true freshman type players than Missouri. I mean, the guys. You look at who who Missouri finished the game with, it was, you know, guys with a, about a combined, let's say, nearly 20 years worth of college basketball experience. I mean, that that matters. It really does. And coming up, you know what, in this last segment, how about some notes from my trip from Cabo, including some really important tips that I have for you. Yes, I have figured out air travel ladies and gentlemen yes this is not tiger related but only the diehards really listen to the last segment anyway and damn it it's my show but before we get to these brilliant travel tips i gotta tell you about our friends over at built bar because if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want to splurge on all the fat and calories in your usual candy bar well then you gots to try built bar i'm telling you you want protein, you want low calories, you want low sugar, you can't do any better than this. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate, great flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, frankly anything coconut. Tastes great to me. Those are my favorite built bars. And now you don't even have to wait around to get a box in the mail 
For years, of course, I've been telling you about getting built bars at built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club as well. So that's right. Head to your, your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Grab a big old 13 bar box with all our hit flavors. And you know what? You can thank me later. So first of all, Los Cabos, Mexico, definitely two thumbs up, gets an A. Everybody was really friendly, beautiful weather, gorgeous beach, the whole thing. Really enjoyed Cabo, and frankly, I just needed a few days off with my wife to hang out where we didn't have to be parents. Boy, that really recharged my batteries, so thanks to everybody who helped us out and watched our two beautiful daughters, and also thanks to my wife for the surprise birthday trip. That is not something I would have booked for myself, but damn it, I needed it. But you know what? Here's what you need. You need a pair of noise-canceling headphones a good pair of noise canceling headphones to travel with and yes even if you're like my wife and you basically only use them on the plane guess what when you're on a three four hour flight or longer and you've got a nice pair of noise canceling headphones that let you just space out watch your movie listen to your podcast whatever it might be let me tell you something those things are worth every penny you might be saying, oh, that's $200 or whatever. That's too much for me. Just trust me. Get a good pair of Sonys. Get a good pair of Bose noise-canceling headphones and thank me later. But here's one thing I will thank you not to do, which is upgrade to business class because, damn it, I need my business class. I'm six foot seven. My lanky self is just not very comfortable in a normal airplane seat. So please, business class, keep those prices high. They make you pay $70, $80, $90 sometimes for that upgrade. Well, you know what? I've never been happier to be gouged. Please keep that high. And that's on every leg of the trip, by the way. So if you have a layover, guess what? You got to pay that fee twice if you want it. And here's what they don't tell you, though, about business class. If you are like me and you do the, you do the upgrade, it's really not that much different than first class. In fact, you get all the booze you can handle. That's the big secret. Order your Tito's and water like I do. Just go for it. And you'll always get, sure, maybe occasionally you get the, the flight attendant who is a little bit judgmental. There's always one who likes to have fun. Just stereotype him and find the flight attendant who, ju- who doesn't judge. And just occasionally just be like, hey, can I get another, another Tito's? They're cool. There's always one cool flight attendant. That's another great tip for all of you. And I tell you, when you get that business class and you're in the middle, you're in the middle of the exit row, you can just stretch out. There's nobody next to you because all the cheap people around me can't pay for the upgrade. Let me tell you, I might as well be the Sultan of Brunei or Mohammed bin, <laughs> bin Salman. I might as well be MBS at that point. That's the level of wealth and true privilege that I feel. Being able to curl up into a ball and take a nap in the world's most uncomfortable bed. Well, somehow in an airplane, it feels like true privilege. So again, I will thank all of you to stay out of business class, unless you're above, say, six foot four or so then I will welcome you. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on College Basketball. 
Andy, Patton, and Isaac Shade bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big game, big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. That's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.